What's up, everybody? This is Nikki Hines, and you are listening to the Nikki Hines Podcast. Today, I have Cass with me. Many of you might know her at, at Cass and Keto. That's K-A-S-S dot A-N-D dot Keto over on Instagram. Um, she is a keto badass, um, and she tells it like it is, which is something that I love, especially because... She curses like a boss, and that's something that I can appreciate. Cass, thanks for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. So um, I'm sure a lot of people are, you know, they follow you on Instagram, and they've seen your amazing transformation photos. Um, But why don't you take us all back to where it all began? How did you get started? What prompted you to start this keto journey Sure thing. Well, uh, back in 2018, right in the beginning of the new year, uh, New Year's resolutions were settling in and I was just actually recently quit smoking. And I think that kind of gave me the gut wrenching feeling that it's time to get your act together. Uh, I have my two children. Uh, My son was going to be turning two that year. And I said, you know what, there's no more time to just keep making babies and wait for the baby weight to fall off. You got to get it together. And I saw my cousin, Laura, was uh, finding great success eating keto for mainly her Hashimoto's and uh, PCOS symptoms. But the weight was literally melting off of her and me not having any personal health issues. I said, girl, I just want to know how to lose weight. Tell me all about it. And uh That's how I found out about keto. She gave me a nice little food pyramid. I jumped in feet first, learned all about the math behind macronutrients, learned the do's and and I've just been following the rules for the past 18 months, uh, down about 60 pounds. And uh, geez, Louise, I would say almost 12 pant sizes now because I think I started at size 18, but you know, the lovely life of yoga. I don't really know what size I need, what size I actually began in, um, but uh, squeezing into a size four these days definitely makes the world a better place for me. That's awesome. That is awesome. I I, I love um, the connection between keto and different autoimmune um, conditions and everything. I learned about keto um, from someone who had uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Um, oh, Wow. Yeah, and just what a difference the um, styles of eating can make in your body. Um, that like the science behind keto is is what kind of sucked me in and got me to try it in the first place. Um, I'm currently not following um, strict keto. I definitely try to avoid sugar, but I am a sugar junkie, um, and I do definitely struggle with that. But um, I definitely do feel that difference when I am. Um, in a ketogenic state, uh, just the energy levels, um, the lack of cravings for food, all of that stuff is just absolutely amazing. Oh yeah. You know, it's funny when I, when I began, uh, I just, I didn't know what to expect. And then like, you know, one or two months in, I'm like, wow, where was this the whole time? I'm so much like at ease. I have the energy, but it's not anxious energy. And, you know, rearing two kids and trying to keep a functional house, stay-at-home mom life is 
oh, it's, you know, an anxiety ball in itself. And I feel like uh, keto gave me a kick in the ass to like really dig deep to channel the good energies, which sounds so weird, but it's really, it was good fuel that I've gotten. And I haven't really backtracked. If anything, I feel like I've been trying to incorporate it around me, like the kids less sugar, my friends and family show them that less sugar, even if you're not eating keto, being conscious of just eating healthier brings you to better mental and physical state. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, you know, like I said, total sugar junkie over here. But like this <laughs> last two weeks, I've been trying to be better and like, just making sure that the sugars that I have come from fruit, you know, natural sugars, not all of this processed crap that we have so much access to. And that alone makes a huge difference. Like, and like you said, it's that like, that's energy that you get when you start taking all the processed stuff out of your diet. Um, you're not riding those sugar and caffeine highs anymore. It's just your body is getting what the fuel that it actually needs and wants in yeah. order to perform the way it's supposed to. Yeah. And I then, mentioned that before, like clean, cleaner fuel. Like if you had the cash, you'd get the better premium gas. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's true. It's definitely true. So now you had mentioned the kids, um, like, do they eat keto with you? Or are you just trying to cut back the processed stuff and the sugars? Yeah. How, how is it like in your family? My, my kids know that I'm keto. It's fun to hear them ask me if I'm eating things that are keto, but uh, mom life, and I don't like to use this as an excuse for anyone's diet, but carbs are convenient. And Sometimes if they're going to eat their pasta with their meatballs, they're going to eat. Uh, I don't make our meals at home keto. They usually have a carb of a healthier carb than anything else. Not nothing crazy. Uh, I try to reduce their sugar intake, but I am married to a six foot Italian stallion who needs his <laughs> pasta at least bi-weekly <laughs> or I'm in trouble. <laughs> so, you know, my little, my little family here is not keto, but it's so easy to just amp up some extra protein for me and skip over whatever else I can't really, I don't want to say I can't eat cause I could, it's more like I prefer not to, and right. you know, potatoes and pasta and rice, they're on a gnocchi kick right now. So I have gnocchi up the wazoo in my house, but, uh, <laughs> luckily, luckily they are healthy, active, and you know, they're burning off those carbs and they sleep it off too. So they're healthy. They know sugar is not the best answer, but I uh, know they're not keto at all. And they do enjoy my keto snacks. That's for sure. Uh, but... Well, you do make some killer meat and cheese platters for yourself there, lady. Oh, really? um, <laughs> so I don't blame them from picking off of those. <laughs> Oh, yeah. My son was begging from Soprasati. He couldn't even say the word. He's chasing me for it. It was hysterical. <laughs> they, they, the, that's actually the only thing my husband really is geared for is the champagne and charcuterie every weekend. That's the only keto talk they want to hear about what's on the meat that's and cheese awesome. platter. <laughs> that's so awesome. And now um, I know you've also incorporated workouts into your routine. Um how did you get started with that? What kind of a routine are you holding yourself to? Um, what are your goals? You know, it's so funny. Uh, I swam as a kid. I was always a swimmer in high school and uh, never liked running because it's just, I think when you're overweight and you can think of every excuse in the book of comfort and confidence, 
but it was the weight that always holds you back. And uh, I didn't like the way I ran. I didn't like the way my legs felt. I didn't like the way my body moved. And as my weight started falling off, I said, you know what? I need to get the hell out of this house every morning with my children, stay at home mom life. I was waiting for my daughter's bus to come every day at nine. We're an early morning family. I said, let's, uh, let's see if I can do some jogging with the kids in the stroller. Let's walk down to the beach. I'm two blocks from the beach. And it got into uh, Couch to 5K. I started Couch to 5K two months into keto. And uh, I slam dunked the shit out of Couch to 5K, which <laughs> is hysterical to me because I never really liked to run. And uh, I got into calisthenics because I don't have a lot of time to get out and run or get to the gym. So I find those Pinterest 30-day challenges. And if there's less than like 75 squats accumulated, I'll do it. And that's when my <laughs> uh, push-up obsessions and my pull-ups, it's just been, if I can move my body quickly within five to 10 minutes before the kids are awake, I feel good. And my body's been reacting and loving it. So I've just been keeping moving as much, as long as I move 10 minutes a day, I'm on my feet for the rest of the day anyway. Um, the muscle hasn't gone anywhere. If anything, it's getting better. So that's awesome. That's definitely awesome. I do love your approach to all of this. I remember when you started your little pull up challenge because I'd be going through my Instagram stories and all of a sudden the drop kick Murphy's would be blaring out of my phone. <laughs> and I was like, well, Cass is doing pull ups again. <laughs> yeah, I got to get back in that game. I was in a, it was in like a six foot, seven foot door, maybe a nine foot doorway. So it was like really, it was dope to like jump up on there and do it. And now my doorways are so much smaller. I'm just kind of like, eh. But I, I that, there's my goal. I got to get back into the pull-up game. That's the goal I need. There you go. There you go. <laughs> More drop kicks in your feed. <laughs> I love it. You've been doing um, push-ups and stuff lately, right? I think that's one of the last things I've seen from you. Yeah. So I was. I've been doing about ten to twenty push-ups every day, probably since I don't know the end of the. I started in the summer, but it was more like okay, I could do twenty in a set, and I kept that up. Um, I realized everyone was really digging it. And I was like, why don't we all start? So I started a everyone beginners challenge. So the first day was one push up. The next day was two. We shook it a little bit. I think it was three was like five. And everyone was like, holy shit, I'm doing five. But my, <laughs> my clause was you couldn't do the female version of a push up. You have to freaking try full legs up, legs straight. And even if you can't get down all the way every day, try a little harder. And, um, there are people today still trying. And I think I did it back in probably March or April. And they're like, yeah, no, I could do push-ups now. I couldn't do it the whole time during the challenge, but here I am doing it now. And you got to just do it every day. It's just discipline, constant routine. And they're doing That's it. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And I think you, people resonate with you so much because you are a busy mom. You work, you share all of that. You, you tell it just as it is. It's like, it's not easy there, you know, there are days when you don't want to do things. It is easier to grab the crap food and everything. But mm -hmm. like you were saying before, if you fuel your body with the higher octane ingredients, you're going to perform better. And the fact that you were able to inspire people to just start with that one push up and do as many as you can per day until you reach that goal that you set for yourself. That's what this is all about. To me, that's what Instagram is such a great platform because you kind of share your story and you never know who you're going to inspire. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. There are some times where I'm like, well, fuck, someone's expecting me to put up a push-up video 
it's already 7 a.m. It should have been posted with a 5 a.m. timestamp. What's going on? Um, <laughs> so they're keeping me accountable. And don't get me wrong. I think my strength kind of climaxed back in the holiday season. I was clapping between push-ups, And, you know, I don't keep up as much as I used to with those challenges. Uh, but it always seems like there's someone out there being like, but we can do more. And if I'm not saying it, someone else is, and then I'm hearing it. And that's when I jump aboard and do the same thing because I may be in maintenance and I feel like there's no more weight for me to lose. It's an adventure. It never ends. And you can only, you know, you can always get better no matter what. And mm -hmm. it's not a race. So I'm sitting here like, yeah, there was times where I feel like my body had different capabilities, but now my mindset is in a different part where my body is. And there's always a new challenge in, in, in store for you. And it's always way to fine tune. And it seems to be as though I keep coming back to Instagram for more. Everyone thinks I'm out there inspiring. I'm like, you guys telling me these amazing things. I'm coming back because of that to keep me going. Right, right. It's it's so true. And I think that mindset portion is it's it's just key. You know, I've been in this game for a long time. And, you know, you hit the nail on the head with, the, you know, it, it's not a race. It's this is a marathon. It's it's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And with that comes a different set of challenges with every season. Um, but as far as mindset goes, what's been your biggest struggle? Um, what's been your biggest hurdle that you've had to overcome? And how did you overcome that? Oh, well, talk about seasons. Um, I, ju <laughs> I just picked up my first full time job. I've worked plethora of part-time jobs back-to-back. -back. I've done full-time school, overtime school, part-time jobs, but I've never worked a nine-to-five, 40-hour-a-week job. I picked it up the day after Patty's Day I started, man. Oh, what a, what a first day on the job. Um, <laughs> but uh, working full-time and not having the comfort of my own home in my own kitchen and still having to be prepared and eat to nourish myself, I'm in a mindful eating stage right now where it's not yes and no what kind of foods, it's eating the food in front of you, understanding that's the fuel you're going to use and to reciprocate it to the point where you're using it again. And for the first few weeks of school when I was working, I work in daycare, I struggled with shoving all this food at lunch into my mouth. Like I'm not even hungry, but I got to get it in me. And I didn't feel full or satisfied or it wasn't what I wanted at that time. And being home the first, what, 16 months of keto, making whatever the hell I wanted at any time I wanted, it's so different now that I'm packing a lunch and bringing it to school, sometimes eating it in my car to go pick up my daughter. Mindful eating has been the biggest hurdle because I still catch myself in the pantry shoveling down almonds without weighing them. And you know, those almonds can truly kick you out of ketosis if you were abusing them the right way. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so mindful eating, sitting down and appreciating it. I don't have that environment anymore. So I have to really t like hone in myself and be like, this is the food in front of you. All you needed to do is just eat it. No glitz, no glam. It's a pretty picture for the ground, but it's not making you any better or any worse. Eat it and move on. That's what I'm working on right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's big. Like you said, going from, you know, 16 months on your journey, being able to be at home, comfort of your own kitchen, make whatever you want, whenever you feel like eating it. And now it's kind of like, okay, I have like a half hour in order to do whatever I need to do before I have to get back on the clock and everything. And that's, 
it's it's a completely different mindset that you have to adjust to. Oh yeah, totally. At this point, where I'm just like, I'm just making iced coffee to go, and I'm like, well, I know I'll be able to have iced coffee, but by mm-hmm. the time I get to lunch, I didn't want the charcuterie packed at seven a.m. <laughs> I do, I always do, but I probably could have done something better. And I'm like, ah, this is all you need to just get by. You'll go home and have dinner. Everything's fine. But you right, know, dinner will be amazing. It's always and you'll amazing. You'll enjoy every bite of it. You know, in my mind, I always say my kids and my husband don't have a choice about what they're cooking or eating for dinner. I just cook it. So for me, I have to think the same way. I have the food. I eat the food. We move on. It's life. The food is, Mm -hmm. I love socially eating. I love sharing. I love hosting. But the glam and entertainment and the social setting of food can hinder a relationship that's a positive relationship. And sometimes it gets to you. And I think that's where people have a hard time balancing eating well versus uh, treating yourself, we'll say. And sometimes I feel like I'm not hating that satiety spot. In all reality, I think it's just because I was thinking I wanted something more. So that's my game I've been playing in my head for a while, the past month or two. So speaking of, you know, social and um, I mean, eating is a huge part of being social in our society. Has um, anyone given you a hard time about, being keto or, you know, maybe not eating or hanging out the way you used to or stuff like that? Oh, well, there's, it's kind of funny that you say that. I was just having a conversation with somebody about that today. Um, It seems like when you start the ketogenic way of eating, you kind of try it out in secret just to see if it's going to work. And then when you're down that first, like, five, 10 pounds, you start sharing that you're not eating bread and you start mentioning your cool recipes. Uh, That happened with me with just kind of being like, this is what I'm doing. It's working so far. Let the world know. Uh, But my results and progress came so quickly that I didn't have any doubters. I had a lot of, are you sure that's okay? Everyone always says, oh, no fruit. Oh, no beans, no legumes. And then it's like, well, you could, but for me personally, I do it this way. And it's always a way of, I almost get bashful because I'm like, oh, I don't know if you really want me to get into this because if someone asked you about keto or you're an enthusiast about it, it's like, okay, keep yourself calm. Don't scare them away. Talk about <laughs> it calm. I'm like one little step at a time. Okay, we're just going to talk about sugar first. And then we'll talk about why I don't eat bread because it's just digested the same way. And then after a while, um, people have been coming to me. I've had a lot of local friends find great success in keto, coming back and forth into keto. I have a friend who started keto about a year ago, and she's been just as strict as me, but doing net carb. And okay. she's, she's doing such amazing work that I'm actually like flabbergasted because now her friends are doing it too. And there's only so much of me that I can give. And knowing that she's still lighting the fire in other people and she's not even on the gram. I'm like, girl, you got to get it together and get on the gram. But uh, they they resource my Instagram to learn more. And I'm just like, that's why it's all about. Because I'm sitting here. Uh, I did all that awkward stage testing, going through social settings. The only awkward thing is for me is I don't drink Blue Moon anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I never drink. I just I sometimes I bring some diet ginger ale for my whiskey. But nothing's really changed socially about my social outings, really, I, I've always cooked. So my I'm still cooking non-keto food for my company. There's just some extra charcuterie or something, some keto funky recipe I'll show off. And then I'll be like, oh, by the way, there's not a lot of sugar or carbs in that. And that's like, 
kind of like a dialogue starter, but everyone kind of knows it's, it's the Instagram, honestly, I'll be completely honest, like bashful about it. They're like, oh yeah, don't you have so-and-so amount? I'm like, yeah, the followers. Are we going to talk about getting you keto or are we going to talk about this being awkward? Because I want you to learn. <laughs> I can't sell everybody, but um, a lot of people have been consciously going low carb just from my experiences before and after pictures and just knowing that I'm completely different than I was two years ago today. Completely different. Right. Yeah, right. So and it's working and out. And it's, you're completely different in a completely awesome way. Um, so it's funny you brought up the whole net carb thing. You count total carbs, correct? Yeah, I've been totaled carbs under 20 every day. Besides, I did like that weird, I don't know if you were around, I did a weird chocolate experiment before Easter. So I, yes. I kind of broke in, I think I pushed like 35 total carbs one day, but I was still under like 30 net. Um, I've been staying under 20 total carbs since day one. Okay. Yeah. See, and I was always net carbs. Which makes life so adaptable, like especially when it comes to the convenient grab and go snacks or you really into vegetables. I feel my best and I know I'll have room for a good, like, I'll say a nice Guinness on Patty's Day if I go carnivore and I'll go carnivore on the weekends and I don't have to worry about counting any carbs because most of my food doesn't have carbs and that's right. the comfort zone I have. So I'll know if I'm zero carb all day, I could have that blue moon. <laughs> full circle but no besides like nuts and you know the random vegetables and salads that I have everything is pretty pretty low carb and when you do the math it ends up you really like oh wow I am pretty low in carbs and I haven't really used my tracker in probably two or three months but I know I've never passed 15 unless I'm sitting there weighing up my avocado I'm pretty good okay. yeah I've been total carb I feel very lean on total carbs Okay. That's good. That's, yeah. and that's what this is all about. It's all about figuring out what works for you and what makes you feel like you're functioning at your optimal. Um, and just going with it, there are so many different ways that people approach keto on Instagram. I love it. And then at the same time, it drives me crazy when the quote unquote keto police um, start, you know, telling other people that they're doing things wrong. Oh, man. I don't believe in right or wrong. I believe in figuring out what works for you and going with it and sharing that so that somebody else can learn from you and then make an assessment to figure out what works best for them. Oh, exactly. You know, it's funny when I see something where I'm like, oh, man, they got fooled by that brand. There's a bunch of crap in those ingredients. They can find it cleaner. Mm -hmm. I bite my tongue because I'm like, oh, there go the sirens in the back of my head. I'm not going to be that keto police. And <laughs> as of late, because I'm trying to learn more in all different ways of keto, uh, a while I, I just kind of cut out all of that stuff out of my Instagram feed. And recently I said, you know what? Tell me all about your Starbucks order. Tell me all about your Quest bars. Because, you know, one day someone's going to ask me about it. And I'm not going to be that person to say, well, that's not keto. I'm going to be like, this is how it can work in a ketogenic way of eating. If you try it right. this way, I've seen it work for so-and-so and I'm a little bit more open-minded than I was in the beginning, but we all know that food pyramid for the standard American diet is completely flipped upside down for us in the low carb mm -hmm. way of life. And the lower you get to that apex, the cleaner and the ingredients are going to be at this, the wholer and cleaner, no matter what we do, no matter what ingredients they are, the lower you get down to that bottom of that triangle it's you just want to keep clean if you're feeling good you just keep trying to get better you can totally stay in ketosis using canola oil but after a while 
you got the money, go buy yourself some avocado oil, you know, like step it up. It's not going to kill you either way, but there's always a way to like fine tune and you don't have to do it right, right away. The perfect way. There's so many ways to make it work for you. And that's, it would be so difficult to be clean keto. I never call it clean keto. I like to call it clean eating and being a little bit more strict in my keto ingredients, but I can't call it clean keto because not everything's going to come out pristine ever. (laughs) I was going to say, but why can't you call it clean keto? They have lazy keto. There's dirty keto. There's carnivore. Uh, We could talk about being clean with the, I I stopped counting my calories on the weekends just because of my alcohol consumption. So I can't call myself clean, (laughs) but most of my drinks are low carb and mainly zero carb, just high in calories. Um, So I would think that's a stipulation to be clean keto because I'm, you know, I'm drinking the diet sodas that are zero. I like my Coke zero more than I like my like Mio drops and the sweeteners people use. There's so many different ways Mm -hmm. to make it work. There's so much different ways to make keto work that if you start labeling it, you're putting yourself in a box. And in all reality, keto is just food. And if you're putting all this food in the box, it makes it challenging and not adaptable. And then that's that corny way of saying it's a lifestyle. How is it going to be a lifestyle if you're living in a box? You got to make it work with no boundaries. So exactly. I always say it all that. boils down to it's it's just the way that your body is processing what it is that you're eating and it's changing over its energy source. That's like what it boils down to. Yeah. And everybody's body is so different. I'm one of those people. I was because I'm I can be nerdy. So like when I started learning about all the thresholds for like what keeps you in ketosis and how many net carbs could push you out, I was like, well, I need to try this for myself. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well then you know what your limits are too. Like, I don't know what my net carb limit would be. I know that I've kicked myself out of ketosis drinking a cocktail one time around Thanksgiving because I felt like shit the next day. I didn't have a mojo then. Um, But if I tested my blood sugars and all that stuff, I know I'd be in healthy range. Uh, But sometimes like the dirtiest keto would be a cocktail or the dirtiest keto could be that net carb, uh, you know, grab and go protein bar, but you're Mm -hmm. full, you're still in ketosis. Everything's hunky dory. There are some times where (laughs) I'll, I'll make something with some standard butter instead of like, you know, the carry gold. And I'm, sometimes react to canola oil sometimes I don't so I think it's more about you got to focus on where your limits are with carbs recognize that and then you got to use those levers protein's going to keep you going fat's going to keep you full I gauge my fat throughout the month and then I just don't I guess I could try and trial push past my total carb count one day it's a nice little experiment but I've been feeling (laughs) I've been feeling great. So right now my thing is I don't count calories on the weekends, but it's probably because they're just zero carb calories. Right. It's all alcohol calories. And then (laughs) um, I could, I could push the limits. I just haven't really tried because like I said, it's the same thing with me not eating off plan. It's just, I feel good now. I don't want to see how it would feel if I went off plan. I just, I'm happy where I'm driving up that road. I don't need to take the shortcut or the long view. I'm I'm happy with which way I'm going so far. Yeah. If it's not, if it ain't broke, don't fix if it. If it ain't so. broke, don't <laughs> fix it. Yeah. I, I haven't broke that one cocktail around Thanksgiving really fucked me up. But besides that, um, the uh, chocolate trials I had around Easter, they were really kind of messing me around just because I was still in that new season of my new job. 
So I, right. ki- I kind of regret trying the sugar-free Russell Stover's uh, working full-time. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, if it fits in your macros and you want to shit melt it all out for a week, uh, go right ahead. <laughs> for me, it didn't work for my keto and my numbers and my blood sugar-wise, health-based, knowing that it wasn't the right choices, it wouldn't right. be a part of, it's not a part of my pyramid of success. That's for sure. Now I know. <laughs> It's good. Yeah, you did the experiment. You know, your body isn't a fan of it now. So don't do it again. (laughs) Yeah, you know, even when you look at a label and you learn about the ingredients, there's always more to learn. And I think that's the coolest thing because first you start counting carbs or you're looking at calories, especially just calorie counting and deficits. If you're losing weight in your weight loss mode, you're going Mm -hmm. going for the house loss and all that fun stuff. You're trying to figure out the best way for yourself. Excuse me. Then you start looking past the macronutrients then you're reading nutrients labels and the ingredients, and then you want to learn about the ingredients. And after a while, you're not just reading a label, you're trying to figure out if this is going to do good for you. And that's right. every comes down to, if you're trying to change your way of eating, you're not just trying to lose weight anymore. And it goes to the point where you're trying to make yourself feel best. And I think you could always make room to make it work in your lifestyle, but in the long run, you know where to go to find your ultimate prime I know I have more room to succeed, but for weight loss wise, I'm happy with where I am. I just know I can fine tune other things to make, you know, life easy. I get all these products and I want to try them all. Then I'm just like, well, am I knocking myself out of ketosis or am I going to swell up like, you know, a microwave potato? (laughs) You don't know (laughs) because some of these carb counts are really low for net carb, but I still react differently. Like like inflammatory based stuff, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Uh, potato starch on shredded cheese some reason I I'm not a keto police I just don't prefer to use it not because of the hidden carbs but that potato starch doesn't let my wedding ring fit me after a day or two of using it I swell up a little bit because I'm sensitive now so little things like that I know uh, they're not important but you know you learn you move on and if you don't if it's not broke don't fix it just steer the course (laughs) yeah absolutely and it's it's you know, great that you brought that up, like how you react to potato starch and stuff like that. I remember um, a while ago, I had tried Whole30 because I would eat certain meals and then I would just feel like crap. And I was like, but this is good stuff. You know, like I'm not eating crap. I'm like, what is going on here? And it was like, I figured out that I had a sensitivity to nightshades, which was like, devastating to me because I'm like well that's peppers it's eggplants it's like all the stuff that's like amazing (laughs) so versatile I'm like why does my body hate me (laughs) (laughs) have you been able to adjust with that or you just like fuck it it's out the life I can't do it anymore um I will allow for it every now and then but I definitely can't push it if I push it my digestive tract just shut basically shuts down on me it's like nope I'm gonna make your life a living hell and I'm gonna Mm. make you miserable and completely take your appetite away and then you won't be able to do a workout because you can't fuel yourself so yeah no fun (laughs) that's like you know testing the waters of sugar alcohols it's all the gut health that you have to make sure is functioning so you can function I I feel like whole 30 is a great way to really relearn your relationship with food it's like going carnivore like everyone's like you could just eat meat I'm like I can and I'm fine but I also know that the slowly I go into adding more foods I know the variables are limited as I add them in 
you know mm-hmm. what triggers just like I'm sure how Whole30 did it for you. I, yeah I, I never I did carnivore <laughs> oh you gotta try dude you'd feel so lean and mean there's a um there's a podcast coming out I think uh the Radix podcast is dropping I think a Sean Baker interview and okay. he's pretty carnivore you should definitely dig him up yeah a- I've watched so many of you do carnivore and everything and I'm just like I, I- no, like I just I love vegetables so much. <laughs> no, you got to eat your rainbow. I'm all about like. Dude, don't get me wrong. When I was carnivore, I felt like my Instagram feed was so boring. <laughs> it was a <laughs> bunch of meat. But in the long, I do enjoy cooking, and I want my food to look beautiful because I do want to like really appreciate it. Uh, but when I go carnivore, it's not for the extravagance. It's more like if I know I have a bag of baked chicken in my fridge. I don't need anything else. I got the boiled eggs. I got the baked chicken. And if all else fails, I'm zero carb. There's no math needed. And that's kind of my go-to for like my busy weekends or like my late nights. I just grab whatever the fuck meat is cooked. <laughs> bag of meats. Literally, I have a shelf in my fridge with a box that has just bags of leftover meats. And I go through them. Salads, if they need to go on salads, if I'm running out of time. But steaks, chickens, boiled eggs, whatever's there, cold cuts. Not the cleanest stuff, but it's grab and go. And that's the stuff that keeps me lean. There's no inflammatory reactions to that. And I feel the best when I don't have any added carbs. But everyone floats their different boat. And if there's like the whole 30, you want to bring it back a bit and figure out what you can add in over time. Carnivore is a great way to start. I am. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's something everyone should experiment with to figure out what their triggers are, because I, I believe we all have food triggers, especially, you know, and, and they can vary as much as I, I can have certain things. Um, if it's, you know, the quote unquote, traditional version of it versus the organic, like my body will be fine with the organic version, but the traditional one, it's like, nope. So I'm like, that's something in either the GMOs or the pesticides that are in it or hormones or, you know, whatever. Lord only knows what they're adding to our food. Oh, yeah, Um, totally. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like there's so many variables. Now, you don't do intermittent fasting, do you? I do. I do. But it's just like carnivore. I don't do it as a challenge or a regimen. I actually was intermittently fasting before I started keto and just didn't know because I didn't know what fasting was. Um, but my family always eats dinner before 7 p.m. As of late, it's been 7.15, 7.30 cause mom life and work life. But uh, mm-hmm. we are done eating by 7.30 the latest. And 12 hours later, it's morning rush for school. I don't sit down with a meal until between like 10 to one. And there are times where I have to wait when I was younger or my son was younger for him to take a nap and to actually make a meal for myself. I was already 16 to 18 hours fasted before I even knew what fasting was just because I was fueled myself on a splash of almond milk in my coffee. I don't take my coffee sweet. I never did. And uh, I learned that fasting was just eating nothing (laughs) for X amount (laughs) of hours with nothing with calories. And I think my calories accumulated under 10 with my almond milk. And then I learned that I was pretty much naturally 16-8 or 18-6, whether Mm -hmm. those windows fluctuated. Uh, Weekly, I like to go 24 hours if I have an abundance of champagne. I used to go 24 hours like Sunday through Monday night. But as of late, I don't really go regimen. I'm just like, 
I'll eat when I eat. And it's usually when I have time to sit and eat, like, even at school, I don't have breakfast before I go to work at school. So I'm not eating until one thirty. I was done eating at seven thirty, eight o'clock the night before kitchens closed. That's it. And there you go right. for 15, 18 hours, just naturally happening. Yeah. I feel like that full-time work life just helps to propel that into play. Um, I started intentionally fasting again, probably about a month or so ago, just because I felt like I needed to hit the reset button on everything. I really do feel Um, like it's so good for resetting. It's crazy. It's a stigma because you're talking about not eating, but it's just as stigmatic of not eating carb for your body to just rest. Yeah, it really is. Um, And I just like kickstarted, like I kicked all of my cravings by doing that. It was just my gallon of water a day. I made sure I had and I made sure that I was doing at least 16, eight and within like three days, all of my crappy cravings were gone. <laughs> and I was like, okay, clean slate, time to restart. And I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. And <laughs> fasting obviously is going to encourage water. And that's pretty much the success to any kind of healthy lifestyle is drinking more water. So <laughs> if you're fasting and you know, you can't sit and eat, you're going to drink your water. And that's probably one of the keys to any successful diet is to stay hydrated and flush your body. And if you're fasting and drinking water, like you can't, it's like a great success. Do you do any extended fasts or? Uh, the longest I've ever done was 24. You rebel. That's, it. <laughs> That's not bad though. You know, they say it doesn't, I think after, I think three days, it kind of just goes downhill. I don't think there's any climatic after three days. I think I've, I think I've pushed 90 just because I didn't realize I want the extra day, but I think extended fasting based on the hours you're going is unnecessary, but fasting in general, I think is there definitely needs to be more dialogue about the health benefits to just rest your body from eating for sure. Have you read um, the book, um, intermittent fasting? Um, it's crap. Why can't I think of his name right now? Fung. Oh, I heard a lot about Jason Fung. Jason Fung, thank you. (laughs) I I haven't heard in uh, the book particularly. I thumb through cookbooks. That's my pastime. But, uh, um, (laughs) you know, when it comes to counting the hours, I really don't. I learned that between like the 12 to 16 hour window of fasting is like the best time to work out. So that's usually why Mm -hmm. I pace my workouts in the morning. But I haven't dug that far into research. I'm an infograph kind of girl. So I kind of just see what's out there and kind of relate the infographs to me more than digging into research research. But okay. uh, when it comes to intermittent fasting for, ex- I think he does talk a lot about extended fasting, right? I heard a lot of people. He does. To him. Yeah. Um, he, he talks about seven day, 14 day, all the way up to 30 day fasts. Yeah, um, and a lot of those are for um, he goes into the medical research behind it for certain conditions. Oh, of course. Um, which I found very intriguing. Um, I read the book before I fully committed to keto. I was a complete and total keto skeptic. Um, <laughs> in the beginning, my gym partner was the uh, who had the rheumatoid arthritis is the one who told me about it. And he was like, no, you have to just try it. Trust me, trust me, trust me. And I was like, this doesn't work. You're crazy. I don't understand how people can just eat chicken wings and bacon all day. <laughs> how can we ever? <laughs> and I was like, fine. I was like, I'll give it two weeks. He's like, no, you have to give it at least three. 
He was like, because you're going to get the keto flu at first. I was like, what the hell is that? And why would I want to put myself through that? Yeah, good on him, though. Good words of encouragement. Good on him. <laughs> so I did it. And um, within those first four weeks, because I, I saw the results and I felt the energy shift and everything. And I had ended up losing those 30 pounds that I had packed on due to stress and everything within that four week window. Um and I was just like, this is amazing. I didn't like what it did. The energy shifted to my um, weightlifting because I didn't have, because of the lack of glycogen in my yes. system, oh. it was so much tougher to power through the workout. So I started um, researching more about the different styles of keto that there are when it comes to workouts. And I started adding like higher carb stuff like within that half hour before I started lifting so I could burn it all off during the workout and keep myself in ketosis and that was a game changer but the just all of the different science behind it is just fascinating to me oh yeah that's when people start uh racing about their numbers and their ketones I'm like if you don't have a disease to cure a woman just make sure you're in ketosis doesn't matter about the numbers uh, right. If you're fasting, fast until you're hungry. And if those hunger cues are coming at scheduled Eat. eating times, yeah, as I tell everybody, I'm like, I don't starve myself. But if my stomach's rumbling at the time I ate lunch yesterday, I'm going to drink some water and see how far I can go. But um, as long as those fastings are spaced out, I carb up on veggies on a night where I need to sleep in. Like I'll eat my salad at dinner time on a Friday, knowing that I can sleep in Saturday because those carbs mm-hmm. are used so differently. And uh, a lot of heavy lifting keto holics, we'll call them, uh, do mm-hmm. car- they do the carb cycling, whether it's mm-hmm. a sweet potato on the plate or, you know, like I said, go on just pure keto vegetables. Uh, I'll eat a lot of fattier meals at night during the work week because I'll wake up quicker because I'm in a deep state of ketosis in the morning like mm-hmm. on 12 hours fasted, ready to go. And it's so fun to experiment because like, I don't have a lot of uh, health issues. So to know how my body is naturally reacting compared to somebody who's doing this for a healing purpose, that's the first thing I tell anybody, oh, you don't feel well. Have you tried this yet? Even if it's something as simple as, hey, cut out the soda for a week and just see what happens. And if they start feeling right. better, hey, did you know bread is digested just like soda? Let's talk about it. And then we move on and hey, I got a friend that's keto again, you know, right? We're all born in ketosis, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. Crazy. um, We've been talking about water and hydration a lot and everything. Um, What do you what do you do like for your electrolytes? Do you drink any particular drink? Do you make your own? Do you are you a bone broth person? Oh, man. Well, now that we're having such beautiful actual summer weather, my bone broth is in the freezer. I don't sip much bone broth anymore because it's been so nice out. Uh, It was my go to in my winter for electrolytes. Uh, Go Ultima, the brand Ultima, they sent me a bunch of uh, things for our keto meetup in May. So I do have some lingering electrolytes. My kids love it. So I do incorporate that once a day. But the first That's thing- That's my favorite one. Oh my God. The pink lemonade is so good. They're so great. It's I a haven't great tried that one. You, well, you should have came to the racetrack and you could have been able to try it. I was tossing it with vodka all week. It was amazing. <gasps> I was in LA. That's right. You weren't in the state, but we had- um. <laughs> We had leftover of that. So my kids have been downing Ultima all week. Uh, the past month, now it's been. the um, In the morning, I make sure I drink 24 ounces of water before I drink my coffee. 
and I usually get about a handful of sea salt on my palm, like about a dime size. I lick it, I drink a little bit more water, do my workout, and I earn my coffee. And that's pretty much what has kept me in balance naturally, was just a little bit of salt. If I'm feeling weary, if I feel like my body is not functioning right, I will take magnesium at night. And it's, okay. like, a, it's like a magnesium and calcium, I think. It's just magnesium and calcium. It's just a supplement that I take once in a while, which helps me sleep as well. Um, but I've always gone for sea salt. And then any kind of products that are sent to me, I try them out. But I'm so bad with the regimen of like picking up uh, grab and go, like say supplement pills and stuff. I have mm -hmm. them. They're, they're accessible. I feel like you get more sodium in a teaspoon of salt half the time. Uh, and once you start balancing out with nice whole foods, and a little bit extra salt, you really don't need anything extravagant, but you can't overdose on electrolytes. So if you have the access, get it in your body, because your body can't produce any sodium, it can only neutralize what's in its body. So to give it right. more isn't going to hurt it. And I think that's kind of uh, people don't really understand that part. So they feel like, oh, salt's bad for you. But your body doesn't really create its own salt. So to give it more of these pretty much electrolyte minerals, you're just helping it you, and it will bypass it. If it doesn't need it, it will. That's why you're peeing all the time. That's why you need more. <laughs> all that exactly. water flushes it out. So I'm all about the electrolytes. I try not to endorse any particular brand. I do have some from preferred keto. Uh, I take them before I go out drinking sometimes uh, <laughs> instead of popping the aspirin. Um, but I don't regimen wise. I just make sure there's always a salt shaker of sea salt next to my water every morning. And I bash my salt. We call it bashing right into the palm, lick it up and start my day. And drinking water before anything in the morning is the best thing for you. So that's pretty much going to start your hydration at least a quarter of the way of where you need to be. Exactly. Yeah. The hydration part is, I mean, it's key for everyone, but when you're doing keto, it's like even more important. <laughs> Yeah, if someone tells me they're stalling, that's the first question I ask. I ask if you're drinking water, are you stressed? Do you know what electrolytes are? And then we talk about tracking and you know fat versus carbs and protein and how to balance it out. But it's always water first, always, because your body is literally holding water. That's that's why you're holding weight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love the science exactly. behind it. It's so fascinating. It really is. I I I know you said you're not a big book person, but I you need to pick up that that book on fasting it was it was really 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 informative um and just really interesting to to read about the different styles of fasting and what the different benefits of the different lengths actually are um yeah I mean weight loss is just so much more than looking better you know in your clothes there there's so much science behind it which is awesome. And you're one of the first people that I've really talked about the science behind some of this stuff with. So oh, this has fun. definitely been fun for me. It's uh, so you're also fun. one of the few people to, to use the F word on here, which is also <laughs> awesome. He didn't tell and me I couldn't I to click that little box before I publish this, letting people know that there's language. Oh my God. Do I get an explicit label on our podcast? Can we put a little explicit? Yes. That's do. dope. Oh, you made my life. <laughs> I'm leveled up now. No, I really, I feel like we're so close yet so far. It's so hard to keep up with each other, but you literally are 
hop, skip it, a jump over some Benny traffic this summer. So <laughs> yes, we definitely need to get together and do something. Are you still doing your jewelry stuff? I am trying my damnedest to stay busy with the jewelry um, because I picked up this gig working Monday through Friday and it now being lifeguard season, I skipped out on all of the summer craft shows because I just didn't think I'd meet my personal quota, but making the silverware jewelry was probably the highlight of my winter. And okay. it was a very mild winter, but it was a long one. And I went antiquing and went out and bought all the cool things. So I have a stash area of getting into and banging those spoons flat and cutting them up. It's probably the therapy, like it's better than the endorphins I get some working out sometimes, but the time to put into it without it being an intimidating stressor, I haven't focused much energy into it because I felt like it was getting to the point where I was meeting orders on Etsy and it was getting to be a little much around the holidays. So I, I slowed down since my Christmas orders have gone out. Everything's available. My Etsy shop is still up because Sandy crafts and I do take orders uh, personal orders, but I haven't really been slinging it out in the craft scene recently. It's just been uh, one extra thing that I kind of put off to the side to the dessert plate, we'll say. So it's there if I need it. But as of late, I haven't tapped into it. I hear you on that. It sounds like my t-shirts, which I was actually discussing with someone earlier, and I need to kind of rework my shop a little bit to fit what's been going on in the life and everything. So oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it just, it gets hectic, but you and I definitely, we're both in Jersey. We're super close to each other. I believe we're in the same exact county. <laughs> yeah. Monmouth County, we're, we're practically on the shore. I'm sure you'll be passing my area to get good parking at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought of you on Saturday. Um, I was working down in Ocean. Oh man, that's right there. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh man <laughs> but I'm like, like we're eventually gonna get together for some coffee one so, day uh, one day it needs, it needs to be a rainy day on a weekend that I'll be off because lifeguarding has got me working now seven days a week unless it rains so get some thunderstorms yeah, I, we'll go to the coffee shop <laughs> I hear you on that so I don't want to keep you anymore it's late you need to get your rest you have that mom life going on. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule in order to chat with me tonight. We will definitely need to do this again. Oh, for sure. We'll meet up real quick. We'll get a good cup of coffee and we'll hang out. I think it'll be great this summer to do that. Sounds awesome. We'll do a live one of these. Oh, how fun would that? No, we'd have to add an explicit label over our faces because it will just be out of the box <laughs> insane. It would be a riot. Thanks so much for having me, Nikki. That was so much All right. fun. Thank you, Cass. Have a great night. Thanks. Bye -bye. You too. Thank you.